Welcome to the Discovery Doc Podcast, where we advocate for optimal wellness and reducing everyday toxic loads, no matter where life takes you. I'm Dr. Cece, doctor in nursing practice, self-proclaimed toxin tamer, and a crunchy mama. I'm Anna Kate, a medical mystery overachiever and your discovery liaison. Join us on this exciting journey as we explore the world of holistic health, cutting edge research, and practical solutions for a healthier life. Together, we'll navigate through the complexities of wellness, sharing valuable insights, and expert advice. Tune in to the Discovery Doc Podcast. Get ready to be inspired, empowered, and discover a whole new way of looking at your health. Welcome back to the Discovery Doc Podcast. I'm here with your host, Dr. Cece, functional medicine nurse practitioner, self-proclaimed toxin tamer, and a crunchy mama of four by this point? Oh, wow. No. Will it yeah. be? Um, maybe by the time this airs, we may have, or he's almost If he's early, way. it'll be mama of four. Yeah. For now, it's mama of three. Oh. And my co-host over here. I'm Anna Kate, your medical mystery overachiever and discovery liaison. And we've got a very handsome face. Oh. He's not gorgeous. He's handsome. <laughs> I mean, he is gorgeous. So, but you, yeah, so we, we brag on all of our good looking guests and he is absolutely fantastic and handsome. And I'm going to tell you more about uh, Dr. Ken Redcross. He's here. Um, he's got a brilliant, he's an author. Yeah. You know that? And yeah. a founder of a concierge um, practice where he gets in to all the nitty gritty with his patients. And he works with everyday health challenges and embraces both natural and alternative medicine in his practice. So hi, Dr. Hello. Thank yes, you for welcome. having me on. I promise I didn't pay for that intro, but you can have me back anytime you guys want me to. <laughs> you see, it's the light. That's why I keep moving so you can't see my blemishes. Thank you for having me on. I am so excited to be with you guys. You know, when I do these podcasts, very rarely do I get into ones that kind of speak the same language that I speak um, to where yeah. it's not all about prescriptions and the Western side, which we can go there. But I also love this space because this is kind of where we're going and where we get a lot of the health and healing. Yes. So we are just so happy to have you. You are a breath of fresh oh, air and are. you're the first man. Second. Oh. Second man. Yeah. Will. Ooh. Will. Oh, my husband. Oh. <laughs> All right. Now, see, I don't want to cause any problems at the home front. Sorry, Will. It was just a little slip up. Don't take it personally. <laughs> Will can kick your butt. He's an MMA fighter. Oh, so. okay. And, I, and I'm a crossfitter, but I'm not going MMA because if Will gets me to the ground, I don't know how I fare that way. It's pretty much over. <laughs> Wait, that's hysterical. He's going to kill me. <laughs> and oh, funny. I will say I am the daddy of twins since you were talking babies. Oh, so you're three yes. plus one soon and I'm two and ready to ship them out soon. We'll see. Oh, <laughs> are you going to be an empty nester? Too? I am. I am. That's why oh I say shipping God. out in a good way is they're going to college yes. soon. So they're doing all the college. Wow. You don't look old enough to have college. Trends. That's why I said yeah. I keep moving, ladies, so you can't see all the blemishes here. So there you go. <laughs> so Dr. Red Cross, can you please tell our community so they can get to know sure. you? Who are you? What's your background? How did you come about to practicing or integrating a little bit more of alternative, holistic, natural um, medicine into your practice today? Yeah, look, I, I appreciate that. So it's interesting. So I am a Western trained doctor. I trained at Columbia here in New York. Uh, and really after my training there, I went out to California and I work with migrant Mexican farm workers on the strawberry fields. And that was always an important thing to me to always give back. But it was in California where I learned that 
people were getting better without prescriptions, without my prescription pad. I'm like, hold on now. How did you get better? What are you taking? And that was when they started to talk about a lot of things that I always say that are closer to the earth. And I started to really resonate with me. So my last name, everyone, is Red Cross. It's a Native American last name. So I remember as a child going to powwows and that sort of thing where there was already kind of a spiritual way to heal. And so around that same time, I started to recognize that this whole thing that I'm doing, it's really all about people. It's about all of you listening or watching now. And I said, you know, I don't feel like I'm able to resonate in the typical healthcare world where you get about seven and a half minutes with your doctor. So that was when I had this idea. I had a person who worked for a big time executive in LA when I later transitioned to my second practice in the Beverly Hills area. And she needed to make sure that her producer was being seen by someone. He wasn't feeling well. And something came to me in 2007 to say, you know what? Tell him, I'll come see him. So I took my stethoscope. She got me on the lot of Universal Studios. I went to see him. And he was like, oh, my God, this is the best. He's like, Doc, this is great. I was happy because he was elated. He was happy because yeah. I was there. So he says, Doc, what do I owe you? And I said, $100. He said, $100. And he wrote me this big check. And I was like, a model is born. So therefore, I started to recognize that for me, it was all about this, getting into the soul of the patient. So I transitioned my practice until it was really full of more love than it was that rat waste that we all kind of get into in current healthcare. So I practice regular Western medicine, but my practice is really heavy on the holistic side of healing now. Amazing. So what is your typical patient population? What does that look like? So I do a couple of different things there. So I have in my concierge, everyone, I have a couple of different companies. I have my kind of more medical driven where I'll have those who are maybe entertainers or athletes or business people. And then I make sure that I give time at an assisted living facility in a dementia unit. So they're a large portion mm -hmm. of my patients as well. Remember, it's about getting into the soul of the patient. So no matter kind of where I am, whether my patients that I have in Quebec City or one in the Basque region of Spain, which is gorgeous, I would love to make a house yeah, call out there right. one day. Um, and then those the at the assisted right. living facility at a dementia unit and so forth. So my typical days, I am crazy blessed, everyone, and that I am able to mm -hmm. kind of not have one day be the same, um, but I make sure to mm -hmm. touch as many souls as I can along the way. Beautiful. That yeah, that's it's very rare. That's it's very, very refreshing and very refreshing. Yeah. And you are you full concierge? No, well I shouldn't say that. I am, but what I do is a little different. I have I mentioned those other areas, everyone, because I do it this way through the camera. But I also have I wanted oh I also make house calls. Here's my little doctor bag card. Oh, <laughs> so I make house calls, especially to the elderly who I help age in place. So I do a yeah. bunch of different things in my practice that, you know, keeps it fresh. And once again, touching as many people as I can. I can so relate to that because we, in my practice, it's a functional medicine practice. So I have a lot of chronically ill patients yeah. who have kind of just expired conventional medicine or they haven't gotten answers or they've gotten told that they were crazy and it's all in their head. Right. And right. <laughs> That's right. I get it. I get it. Um, 
and they're just looking for someone to look outside the box. Yeah. And I have peds and adult kids and adults. But then the other side of it is my like heart and soul are my well visits. Yeah. Like I do, you know, con uh, conventional well visits, but very holistic in nature. But my favorite part of those is I do house calls for newborns. Oh. And oh. yes, because best, someone I had, so our last Yes, our last baby we had at home. We had we did home birth, and my midwife was like, "Do you do house visits for for your patients?" And I was like, "No." And she's like, "Why? Like, how amazing would yeah. it be for a mom who just gave birth to not have to go to their pediatrician and put on a diaper right. and put on their baby's That's diaper right. and then lug a huge bag to their pediatrician for the baby's first appointment?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh, you are right." But it is such a different connection. It is to go into their home and to kick your shoes off and sit on their couch and pull out your right, laptop right. and just talk to them and be in their environment. It's, it's so, it's such a different connection. No, it really is. And you know, it gives those four things that I talk a lot about trust, respect, communication, and empathy. And when you're there right there in the space of the newborn, in this case, there's nothing better than that. And the other thing is I'll have to step back for a second and give you props, Dr. CC. And the reason why I say that is when you talk about functional medicine, everyone, look, I've been in practice over 20 years. As I mentioned, I'm Western trained. Functional medicine is something that really wasn't talked about as much. And I tell you, with all the functional medicine docs that I have and so forth are absolutely amazing in the way they look at health and healing. I learn mm -hmm. from some other functional medicine docs as well. So I have to give you props because it's a different direction. It takes a lot of courage Very to different. heal that way. And so that's why it was exciting to, to be here, um, to be able to kind of mesh our philosophies because they're so similar, especially yeah. the way that I've kind of, um, you know, morphed into this different sort of physician now. So thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm flattered, it's true. It's true. <laughs> but it is. It is a very different philosophy. Like what I what I taught, what I was taught in school, how to interpret labs. Like if you just go down to a basic CBC, how right. I was taught to interpret that, I look at very differently on, in my chronically ill patients than I was taught. And it's a it's same guidelines, same baseline, but with extra attention to certain detail that can be overlooked if you're in an urgent care setting or an ER setting where it's like, okay, that looks great. It's fine. It's fine in that setting, but it's not fine for a chronically ill patient exactly. who hasn't gotten any answers. Exactly. So it is a, it is a very, very different philosophy, but as you've kind of grown and, and morphed and found where you feel the best practicing, what other modalities have you started? I'm so curious. What other modalities have you started to implement into your everyday practice that you weren't taught in school necessarily? Oh my gosh. How much time do we have? How long is the show? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want to keep you guys from part seven. No, look, one of the bigger ones for me is, is, well, I guess one or two, look, one of them is the simple thing, right? Exercise. We all know the importance of that. And I always call it, I really call it movement to be quite honest, everyone's because everyone calls exercise something differently. Doesn't mean you have to be like me sometimes who's a CrossFitter with the big kettlebell. It can be Tai Chi and some of those natures. But the real magic I find is kind of on the spiritual side of, of healing. I talk a lot about the importance of, of, of meditation and the balance that meditation offers. In fact, if you guys would have come with me 20 minutes ago, you would have seen me in here meditating with the light chant mm. as well. Once again, kind of that spiritual connection it's hard to get in this world right now and hitting that yeah. pause button. 
So those are the kind of things that I love to talk about so that people won't forget. You don't have to meditate for an hour. I just did 10 minutes. It was enough. Mm-hmm. Center me, balance. Mm-hmm. And that was the, some of the things that we're missing in healthcare right now, especially as you know the world's becoming a little bit of a different place. Right. Right. Absolutely. And that's something on on a chronic front I talk to my patients a lot about because we can give as providers, we can give you all the tools. We can give you all, whether it's prescriptions, medications, supplements, natural agents. Mm -hmm. But if your body physically, spiritually, emotionally is not aligned to healing and health, then you will never feel as optimal as you could Mm -hmm. if if they were aligned. And some of it is very basic in my opinion. Your meditation, what does that do to your cortisol levels? There you go. Ooh, Brings them right, right exactly. Yes, to your central nervous system function. It alters your neurotransmitters. It helps everything that that fight or flight feeling settle down and we can't heal if we're in that stagnant fight or flight. You know, just method or or mode. So I I love whatever it is. I'm grounding meditation, prayer, just anything that helps calm down the CNS and, and our fight or flight feeling. So I'm right on on board with you. Lock lock (laughs) lock and step. Right. And, and as you mentioned that decreased cortisol levels, one of the things that I know functional medicine docs talk a lot about is inflammation and the ability Mm -hmm. for that to cause what I say is dis-ease and the importance of that and meditation helps with that as you talk about the cortisol levels. And so, you know, it's important, everyone, one thing you're seeing and getting from our discussion is that there's not kind of a one size fits all approach. There's a lot of different ways to, to kind of come at this health and healing thing. So, um, so I'm glad we're talking about it. Yes. So before I've got an important question for, for Dr. Ken, before we get into your proactive steps that you take towards diet and lifestyle, I want to know what's in your cup. What's in your morning cup oh, beverage? What's of the, choice. Uh, what's your what's your 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 yum? What's your yeah? What is that? <laughs> Look at that! What Perfect timing. We didn't even plan this. Um, for me, <laughs> for me, it's three to four cups of green tea a day. So I'm a big okay. green tea guy. I do that because look, the data is there. It's very important. Once again, it's a little bit more medicinal. I do a black tea at certain times, but it's that green tea where we know there's so many important kind of chemicals in there, um, which have been proven. So that's what's typically in my cup. Or I usually throughout the day only drink water or tea. I don't mm-hmm. add anything mm-hmm. calorie wise other ways. Um, coconut water, but you got to be a little careful about that. But in the cup today and usually it's green tea. Awesome. Guy after my own heart. I'm a tea, she's I'm a tea, tea girl. girl. Oh, nice. She's a tea girl. Nice. Yeah, I love. I, know. I love. But she she gets real fancy with it. Uh oh. She does. I had I had an oat milk chai. Today. Oh yeah. And then sometimes I have like a ginger peach, um, like all, yep. all kinds of stuff. And I also um actually got her started. I make my own kombucha. Um, so Impressive. I got her started on kombucha, and she got she yeah. got one of her nurses started on mm-hmm. making her own kombucha so that's wow. kind of a big thing her littles are really I oh my two-year-old she like this morning she goes and you have to ferment it and make it and it takes a while yeah, she doesn't yeah. really get that like she sees it so she wants it right now and i'm like baby it's not ready and she wakes up and she goes butcha butcha oh, mommy butcha <laughs> i mean what I two what two-year-olds in america know about kombucha 
right? Mine did it. So big props to you. I didn't educate that. That we have fermented ourselves. And yeah. it's we use the beet mixture and yeah. it is to die oh, for. Good. Yes. You right. add in like a little uh either vegetable like root vegetables or something mm-hmm. in the second fermentation process. And so what was it? It was beet. Beets, ginger, and turmeric. Oh, and I made a puree and brought it so she could put it in. So I want the kids oh. to make their own, Yeah, we'll get scobies and let them make their own, ho- you know, hotel. So it's that prebiotics and probably, and yeah. I just want them to experiment and do the things, but I love that Jada, they drank, I brought over a bottle and they drank oh it all. God. And they're oh, like, that's uh, awesome. I know. Yeah, so I, I, need to bring, I need to bring another one. We, we digress. No. So <laughs> I wanted to know what was in this cup. So. About kombucha. <laughs> yes. So to you, as as not even just as a medical doctor but partly as a medical doctor but also as a dad or a spouse what does being proactive in wellness mean to you and what are some things that you implement with your own family to stay well well a a lot of it and and it's interesting you know my my twins have learned at a young age what i what i feel about about meditation and prayer as well and bringing those things in those are kind of i always tell them they're kind of your your secret you know your secret remedies that can really make a, a big difference as well um, and with that balance and their exercise, they exercise differently. You know, my son is, you know, he likes to do the little weights and that sort of thing. Sophia is a cheerleader and finds her exercise that way. And so when we're outside of the home, we do our best to kind of make sure that there are some segments, you know, they're doing the school thing, doing the best that they can. And that's fine because, you know, I think when they're fully cooked, they'll be fully cooked. Um, but in the meantime, it's making sure that we have some different segments of what really makes life life. Um, even, you know, for myself to realize it can't be all about work, 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 that there is a huge yeah. family component because it gets back to that balance, the yin and the yang. Right. And so uh, we need to make sure that we're thinking about life holistically. because I just think it makes it a little bit easier um, along the way. So we kind of proactively kind of I kind of evangelize that the best that I the best that I can. Um, just and now sure. a word from our sponsor, making this podcast possible. I want to tell you about a game changer for me this flu season, and that's Ocelococcinum by Boron. These melt-away pellets are my first defense for any flu-like symptoms. Clinical studies show that Ocelo reduces the severity and duration of fever, chills, fatigue, and more. No water is needed. They simply melt away in your mouth. Head on over to boronusa.com and use the coupon code thediscoverydoc1 for 20% off your next order of Oslo. Check out the other Boron essentials for this winter while you're there, including cold calm and throat calm. Claims are based on traditional homeopathic practice, not accepted medical evidence, not FDA evaluated. And now back to our show. Um, Just to make sure that they realize that part of this health thing um, is about balance. It can make a huge difference in their lives and hopefully they grow that way. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's something that they will be able to apply no matter where in life they yeah. are. If they're going through really stressful situations, that's something they can come back to. And I think that that's huge. That's huge. And that's a big reason as to why we do a homeschool hybrid with our kiddos. So they're oh, in school. That's nice. Part yes, it's so cool. They're in school part of the week and then they're home part of the week. But it's just creating that balance while they're this young. Right. You know, they're only seven five, and then the two year old, where yes, you you get your work done, you're learning, you're thriving, you're growing, but you're also still playing and being outside. Yeah. And you know, we do weekly every Sunday. I'm like, okay, hey guys, these are the options that we have. 
pick one and it's a some sort of just wellness modality nice. it might just be you know going out i mean they're outside constantly but it might be like a little epsom salt bath mm -hmm. or you know um we have we have a sauna for my, my husband um so it might be going spending five ten minutes in an infrared sauna nice. once they get past a certain age nice. you know just certain things like that but for for you guys um or for your patients and i know this those are two very different mm -hmm. <laughs> subsets of humans right. um but how does food and diet and or and or are you a big supplement guy where you have you know your kiddos on a certain regimen to help keep them well or for yourself how does diet and supplementation play a part into um any of your your just staying well yeah protocol? yeah so look i appreciate that question one of the things that i talk about on the fitness side of things is i do this 60 40 20. I make sure that with each meal that I get, I get 60 grams of carbs, 40 grams of protein and 20 grams of fat, healthy fats, nuts and things of that nature. That's the balance that I find works well just for kind of everyone and for my training as well. It's also a complement with all those things of kind of the three important vitamins that I talk about, especially during cold and flu seasons when you talk about uh, vitamin D. Vitamin D is gigantic. It's not about bone health, everyone. It's about what it does for our immunity. Vitamin C, mm -hmm. we're all very familiar with since we were kids, so we know that. And vitamin E, when I mentioned getting that healthy fat and the C's that you get, with vitamin E, that's also immune boosting as well. And so when I talk with the kids about getting those things, you know, it's interesting. Vitamin D is something that's really not easy to get unless you supplement it. People will say, oh, I drink a lot of milk. It's, Thank you for saying it's true, that. Right? It's true because milk <laughs> is fortified. You drop it in there. You know, the best way to get yes. it is a way that most of you are not going to get fatty fish livers. Not going to happen. Um, that sort of thing. So yeah. fatty fish. I know you're like, let's do this. Um, you know, <laughs> Give it to me. Exactly. So you try to get it. So that gets back to the supplementation side of things. So I make sure that most people in my family without a level, and this gets back to what you said, Dr. CC, about looking at the labs as my Western medicine hat and then looking at them kind of with my Eastern medicine hat. Vitamin D levels are different when you look at the Western oh. levels. They're not correct. Um, um, mm -hmm. And so vitamin D is a big part. Vitamin C, ashwagandha, which is supportive for balance. Um, turmeric, which you mentioned before. So we weren't too off base with the kombucha before. We were right on where we needed to be. Um, yeah. so I talk about those things all kind of being about, oh, and I should also mention with the kombucha, what you're really doing is feeding a great microbiome. So I have them on probiotics mm -hmm. as well. All of these things are important to kind of, once again, get that mix of health and healing um, that we're putting into our bodies each and every day. Absolutely. We, He's singing our song. Yes, you it. are. You, you absolutely are. And I, I love that you, you said that about vitamin D specifically because a lot, I think it's just been ingrained that, hey, okay, if we drink milk and we spend a little bit of time outside, right. our vitamin D is great. But then I can't tell you how many patients come through my door and I get a value of 22, 21, 22, mm -hmm. or right on the cusp of 30, 31. Right. And I'm like, I don't want you right on the cusp. Nope. Like, you know, vitamin D is, like you said, it's not just about bone health. Oh. It is about immune health. It helps to synthesize testosterone. Right. It is so important to our hormones as well true. as our immune system that I don't want you, you know, skating by. I want you at a good 60, 65, 70, depending on, you know, your age and, and whatever. But um, I think it is it is trained that if I just spend a couple minutes outside and 
I drink some milk that I'll be, I'll be good to go. And so many people are deficient. Let, let's shoot for optimal, not minimal. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I like great. that. I can't, I, I'm doing it from virtually. You're absolutely, yes. you're right. You know, yes. and vitamin D, don't forget you're down there in beautiful Georgia. I'm up here in the Northeast in New York. There's no yeah. sun. So you're not going right. out there right now for a few months. And the studies always bear it out. The Northeast is always the lowest and Seattle, Pacific Northwest, those sort of things. And that also gets back to vitamin D for mood as well. Another yeah, important thing. Um, so you're right. This, you know, the vitamin D discussion is a good one to have, especially during this time of year. Yeah. What other um, kind of lifestyle factors or routine factors would you say are essential to our, our overall wellness and being preventative in our health as well. Obviously, you know, for us, sleep is a big one mm -hmm. and keeping that routine. Yeah. Is that something that you stress um, with your patients or with your family at all with keeping a good sleep cycle? Oh gosh, big time. And, and I'm glad you mentioned it because look, the, the CDC mentions we're supposed to get about seven and a half hours of sleep each and every day. Sleep lack thereof is back to that inflammation story. Also back to an immunity story. When we are actually getting rest, everyone, we have these killer T cells are coming out of our lymph nodes to fight whatever's circulating around. But if you're not getting enough sleep, guess what? You're not fighting those things. So when you try to get the sleep, one of the biggest things you can do is go to bed on time. You know, all the sleep hygiene stuff. Be careful with having a TV in your room. Be careful of the blue green light. Make sure your bedroom is around 68 degrees. They actually sat a study that said 68 degrees is good. The point is a little nippy. Um, but the point yeah. is there is that sleep is medicine, just like food is. And those are things that we can do that we can control. So I like to talk, you know, when it's during the season, we talk about things we can do to keep our bodies healthy. But I like this little category when there's things that we can control um, each and every day. Oh, yeah. And sleep is one of those things that's pretty easy to get if you put your mind really to it. Right. And an interesting little, this nothing to do with anything, but a little to do with something <laughs> with what you just said, because it, I don't think enough people realize that what you said about the natural killer cells or the T cells mm -hmm. while you sleep, because I think a lot of people know that, Hey, my body can kind of heal and rest when I mm -hmm. sleep, but they aren't aware that, Oh, my, my body actually fights things yeah. when I sleep. And so Good this is point. a conversation I have with with some of my patients because they will have these wild night sweats and wake up drenched and it's not hormonal mm -hmm. whatsoever. Right. But if they're suffering from some sort of underlying chronic bacterial infection that hasn't been found, I will find oftentimes they have associated night yeah. sweats and hey, it says your immune system is working right. while you are mm -hmm. while you are sleeping. So I, I think that was really important to just elaborate on a little bit more so because I don't find that that is a a, a common known fact right. um, amongst my patient population. Yeah, at least. lots happens in, in sleep, the rest and repair and you yeah. can't grow and take care and do the repairing that needs to be done without mm -hmm. the rest. It's part of the go, go, go is the rest that happens to make the the whole complete body exactly if that makes sense it does no, no. she sometimes makes sense sometimes doesn't you can you can tell I, her if she does I, i'll it. just say yeah, i'll just say brain. preach i'll just say preach you're yeah. right it may not even be a sunday but still preach because you are right <laughs> you're absolutely right it is it is so important of you know and the same thing with the with supplements and working out yeah. and doing all the things that there's a there's a natural rhythm to things that it can't be 
all gung ho, you know, all the time, all the time. Right. There has to be, a, there has to be that ebb and flow. And there's benefit to the subtle changes. Yes. I, I think that's also something I know for my patients who they're like, well, I, it's, and I think this is just society and everyone's on the go and we're so busy mm -hmm. that we're like, well, what's that five minutes going to do? Yeah. You know, what's that five minute meditation going to do? And I'm like, everything. everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Good way to You know, it. that small little change, that small little five minutes where you are calming yourself, grounding yourself, or, you know, making that decision to take your vitamin D that takes 30 seconds. That's right. You know, those, those yeah. little changes can really accumulate to help either prevent illness or to maintain wellness. Um, with that being said, I would love to pick your brain on what are some of your favorite or go-to kind of closer to earth remedies, either for your patients or for your own family? Well, actually for both. And, and especially when you talk like cold and flu season and things that we're dealing yep. with, you know, one of the big things, especially when my kids were younger, is to make our lives easier especially when we know they're going to get the inevitable cold or flu, especially during daycare time when it seems like they have a cold five days a week or eight days a week. Um, and you're like, what can I do? So one of the things I talk yeah. a lot about is oscillococcinum. It's a homeopathic remedy. There we go. Wait, Tio. Okay, you have okay. to say that again. Wait. So in, in, my, in my world, in my world, patients know I am not good with medical terminology. Right. I make my own words up all the time. Like my brain can only hold so much information. And my brain expires <laughs> when I get to that word. Yeah. So I stop it at Oslo because oh. I can't say it any further than that. So please repeat that word. I will repeat it. You could do this in slow-mo. Oscillococcinum. 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 Perfect. 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 <laughs> it takes a course. But the good thing yeah, is, the most important thing, the reason why it's funny, my twins can say it perfectly because they've been taking this since they were probably three or four, because you can take Ocello at two years of age and older. So around three yeah, or four, yeah. they love it because number one, it makes them feel better. So look, there's plenty of studies out there, published studies that talk about a decrease in the severity and the duration of flu-like symptoms, right? The other thing that's important is that they love the taste. It's these little sugary yeah. pellets. It's and it's fun. Them. It's fun. They yeah. go right under their tongue. It's great for families because I can take it on the go. We're a big traveling family. So my kids were traveling mm -hmm. with us at two to three to when I can use that. You can't walk around with that cup and pouring liquid all into this cup with artificial right. flavors and this fake bubble gum. I assure you, there's no bubble gum in there. Um, and so yeah, that's one of the things that's important. So in my kind of toolkit, it's a silococcinum. Um, for kids that are two years of age and older, and Ocello has been around for over 70 years, so good data on, on, the, on the safety. Also, cold calm. I like this as well on yeah. the go. Doesn't take pills. And these things don't interact with any other medications or cause side effects. The cold calm is good for kids, I think, four years of age and older, and they're melt-away tabs. Once again, mm -hmm. simple, easy. Remember, with the flu, body aches, chills, fever. But with cold calm or colds, we're talking upper airway stuff, runny nose, stuffy nose, congestion. That's where cold calm is great. And one of my twins, Sophia in particular, would get sore throats. So I also love homeopathic throat calm, um, which also is great for the occasional sore throat and that sort of thing. And so with homeopathy, it became a bit of a big part of my practice because of the lack of side effect, drug to drug interactions. Once again, they were over the counter and they made our lives easier. And so many of my patients were young families, just like me. They were like, oh my gosh, it's such a godsend. Now, 
anytime you're talking anything with our kids, I always say if anything is kind of still looking a little off kilter in 48 hours, that's when you call your doc. That's when you right. check in um, to see, well, I don't know, you know, Jimmy or Tommy or Ann isn't getting better. What do you think? It's been a couple of days. So, you know, those are things that are kind of closer to the earth in addition to some of those vitamins that we mentioned before that I give to the mm -hmm. to the whole Red Cross household, the kids and um, the older father I take care of as well. He's on it as well. Nice. Yeah. And you've, you've talked about that before mm -hmm. as just standard practice of, hey, when these things pop up, let's try the homeopathy. Homeopathy. Homeopathic, homeopathic <laughs> approach. I'll get there Her in words. a second. Um, and trying to do yeah. some natural things before we step into that prescription side. Yeah. But at 48 hours, if it's needed, yeah. Yeah. call, let's reassess and reevaluate and see where we are. If it's just kind of like that tail end, that it gets worse before it gets better. Or if we need to step in with... You yeah, know, you, should, you should see my pantry. My pantry is filled with boron products, <laughs> all the homeopathy. You got yeah. any ailment, I have homeopathy for it. But I think it's, you know, as, as step aside from my practitioner brain, as the parent right. brain, I think the biggest fact to homeopathy is that it's so safe right. that even if I didn't have the knowledge that I have, I can go into my pantry, you know, I can clearly read what these things are for, what they can help with. I can give them safely to my children yeah. or to myself without worrying about side effects, without worrying about, you know, interactions or any other contraindications that might, you know, happen between certain herbs, even really True. strong herbs and medications. Um, and it, it gives parents a sense of empowerment where, hey, I can do something now. right now right. that's straightforward, exactly. that can help my kiddo, help alleviate symptoms or help alleviate symptoms for me without any adverse reactions. Um, and then, yes, there's always something I, I preach all the time. There's always a line, right? There's always a line then when, okay, if things aren't getting better, then I need to check in. Um, for those who who may not be as familiar, I think it's important to touch on just briefly the other other differences with homeo homeopathy versus herbs or you know herbal extracts or tinctures and just how homeopathy when you are taking homeopathy how what is it physically doing what is the point of taking homeopathy what is how is it different than let's say taking an antibiotic that's meant to directly kill something yeah is that something that you're comfortable touching on you know the interesting thing is that so when we talk about antibiotics everyone keep in mind that during this cold and flu season there's really no need for antibiotic at all antibiotics help with bacteria we're talking about viruses in this case. So I don't want you, I know, I don't want you to go to the doctor's office and think you need to walk out with a, with a prescription because if the doctor is doing what's probably best for you, it's about these things we're talking about. Homeopathy, is, it's fascinating in that homeopathy, they have this, it's like the law of similars. Some sign of like the similar symptoms you have, homeopathy has almost a remedy against that to make things better. It's a very almost quantum form of healing. And I love that, and especially when you're dealing with the herbs and so forth. The reason why I lean on homeopathy even more so is that think about what's happening as far as in healthcare now. It's hard to get in to see your doctor. A lot of the homeopathic things, whether it's the oscillococcinum, cold cough, throat cough, guess what? I can go down there today and start now while I wait for that appointment and call back to be able to go in and see my doc. Um, herbs mm -hmm. I love as well, but herbs sometimes, especially for some people who don't necessarily have the education around them, they have to be a little more careful about them. So homeopathy, the big kind of claim to fame for me in my practice, it's the safety. 
it's that safety profile mm-hmm. that just I can sleep and know that they're most likely going to get better before even that appointment, but also that mm-hmm. things are going to be safe depending on what they're taking. I have patients who have heart failure, COPD, lung disease, everyone, that I have to be able to say, I feel comfortable that that's not going to interact with their inhaler or with their diabetic right. medication. And so, you know, homeopathy allows me a lot of peace of mind. Right. A hundred percent. And then that peace of mind translates to the patient's peace of mind yeah. too, you know, really or does. they're more comfortable taking it or, or, you know, I, I would say also if that comfort is there and that trust is there, then compliance is higher exactly. as well, True. you know, cause there's the, the fear is taken away from it. And so, yeah, I, I love homeopathy. I love it. I think it should fill everybody's cabinets. Yeah. So for cold and flu season, Especially. we got your, we, we got your, we got your top three, but that is, that is absolutely in the Brooks household as well. Our go-to as soon as someone so shows any sort of symptom, I'm like, all right, what we got. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> and and I, we've all been taking it for years and we still don't know how to, uh, uh, you had it before, but I'll tell you this. One of the things that you pointed to, which I think is important, everyone, homeopathy in particular during this cold and flu season, it's about the acute stuff. It's not for the mm-hmm. chronic stuff. It's not for the COPD. It's not for the for the diabetic. It works in diabetics or COPD in the acute phase. But once again, we're talking right at the beginning of signs and symptoms. Those studies for acylococcinum, for instance, they were within the first 48 hours where they saw the benefits. So it's the acute phase where we kind of want to get going, kind of that, you know, that ounce of prevention's worth of pound of cure. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. prevention, I wouldn't say, but when those symptoms start, you have something you can go to. Beautiful. Absolutely. One of my favorite other homeopathy um, remedies is Arnica. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say That's that. My, I love it. I've too. been using that for ep- Forever. And I think that, you know, as, um, cause I played volleyball in high school and right. I would just have bruises. Sure. I mean, just every, just everywhere. Yeah. So having that on hand yeah. is just something that I can have in my backpack. No problem. So that is one of my other, my other favorites of, yeah. of homeopathy. And I'll piggyback off of that. There's another one by Boron that I have always, and it's for allergies for kids. Oh yeah. I have their allergy relief one yeah. and it is because it's just yeah it's a staple yeah there's a sinus calm and especially in georgia yeah exactly exactly (laughs) and and it's funny when you mentioned arnica i knew you were going to say that that was a big one so i told you guys my first practice i work with migrant mexican farm workers in the strawberry fields and then i transitioned the practice over to beverly hills and if you know you may know there's a little bit of plastic surgery done in beverly hills um and what happens is they come out with bruising and guess what that's where i learned about arnica and i was like hold on, this bruising is going away. What happened there? And that was my kind of time. Once again, that California time when I saw that people were getting better with different remedies that I knew in my Western medical school here at Columbia in New York. Now, there is a time when there's Western meds. This is not to pounce all over Western medicine, everyone. There's a time and a place, Mm -hmm. but this is about us getting on it early and thinking about homeopathy and those things that are closer to the earth in the beginning and seeing where we go. And knowing that it's safe and proven effective. Right. Right. Very key, key points there. Are there any other points with homeopathy or any other favorite, lesser known favorites maybe of yours or any other little bullet points that, that you can think of that could help educate or empower any parents listening or any individuals listening that they would feel comfortable kind of going to as an acute source right. of help? 
You know, yeah. well, one of them was the Arnica, the Arnica, which I'm glad that you mentioned. The other one, when you mentioned sinuses down in Georgia, I'll have some patients who were actually who were younger, um, who have issues as far as with asthma and so forth, which are always kind of triggered by sinuses, sinus issues. Mm -hmm. And so they love um, sinus calm. Once again, it's another beautiful remedy that helps around the cold and flu season. And for my asthmatics who are really triggered by anything that's an allergen. Yeah. Um, and so forth. So those are kind of a lot of my go-tos to kind of have in my in my toolkit um, that really take care of a lot of the acute things that we kind of get as people um, each and every day, whether we're in the Northeast or down in the South. Right. Awesome. So is there any other, I know we talked about allergies and sinus and cold and flu and, and, and bruising. So is there any other homeopathy that you have in your medicine cabinet that's just kind of a staple? that when you run out, you make sure that you go and get, and it's just always on hand. For me, I'll tell you, it's got to be the acylococcinum. And the reason yeah, why I yeah. say that everyone is because I travel a lot. Well, I, you know, I should say this, I still travel a lot, but I really traveled during before COVID came and I was always on a plane. And one of the things I do, it's kind of off label, I guess, in a sense, but before I hop on any plane or, or if you're going on a plane or train or what have you, I always have that and take it ahead of time just to make sure that I am kind of, you know, in a sense for me, a little protected, or if I start to kind of come down with something that I have it on hand, but it just speaks to the fact that it's mobile. So if you had to ask mm -hmm. me and pin me down and, and look in and look in Dr. Red Cross's pockets uh, or my bag, uh, you'd see that I keep a cello on hand a lot, especially when we as a family are traveling and someone saying, you know, I feel like I have a little tickle in my throat or that I'm kind of coming mm -hmm. down it's done. The kids even know to ask for it. And so they usually even now they're old enough to when they have their own, but it's important to kind of have them with you. And the good thing is, like I said, they're all portable and you don't have to have a bottle of water with you. That's a big deal. Right. 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 A silococcinum is nice. Oh. Nice. Nice. You did it. <laughs> she did it's it. She's bring. Yay. She did it. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> okay. So it's a thing that we say, we make each other say really hard words. Yes. I see. So, well, you're the winner today. Yes. Yes, Gold star. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Red Cross, thank you so much for just the insight oh. into homeopathy and, and having our audience get to know you as a human and how I love just to oh, see you kind of bridging crazy. gaps, you know, bridging gaps between all types of medicine. It's something that I stress a lot. And we were just talking about this on a previous episode where, you know, I, I feel like once practitioners kind of trend a certain way, mm -hmm. right? Once I, I come into more of the functional medicine, a lot of those practitioners then shun other parts of medicine. Mm -hmm. And something I work really hard to do is to bridge them all together because there's a time and a space and a place for every mm -hmm. part of medicine to benefit that patient because every human is different in what they're going through. So I just appreciate it. I think it's more rare to find MDs who, yeah. who, are on board with that and trying to do that. And so I just really appreciate your approach in trying to bridge that gap and help your patients and your patient population with proven, you know, right. proven modalities, but that might have been something outside of, of the quote norm or, or what you were taught. So I just, you're a rare breed oh, and we appreciate it over here. Well, thank you for um, having me. Thank you so much. You know, it was important to evolve with the, the patient. Um, you know, like I said, this is what I do. You know, this this interview, this time together is about you um, and about those who are smart enough to follow you. It's the reason why I, I wrote my book, Bond, 
Um, it's about bonding with each and every one of you that focuses on trust, respect, empathy, and communication. So I just want to thank you for having me on and, and allowing me to be a part of your platform today. Thank you so much. And speaking of, about your book and how we can learn more from you and how we can connect with you, where can our audience connect with you? Oh, sure. So uh, please, and I mean, this is not lip service, everyone. Dr. Ken Redcross is where I am on Instagram and Facebook or LinkedIn. And I really love meeting new people. As far as my book Bond and those things that are important, I'm very proud to say it was number one on Amazon the first week it came out. And but guess what? In the psychology category, I was like, yes, it wasn't about yes. medicine stuff. It was about the feeling stuff, the stuff that once again, with each patient and today, my goal is to get into the soul of the patient. Mm -hmm. And so I felt good that it was where it was supposed to be. So I mean it. Please reach out, say hello, ask questions. I would love to help any way I can. Beautiful. And we will make sure that all of that is linked in our show notes so okay. you can connect with Dr. Ken Redcross. And go buy his book. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that I can um, I can sweet talk him in, in to sending me a signed copy. <laughs> so it can, it'll go it'll go on my shelf. <laughs> well, thank you so oh. much for joining us. We we really, really appreciate your time. And we hope to our listeners, this has been beneficial to just see that, hey, modalities can come together, work together to benefit you, give you a little more insight on homeopathy, especially during cold and flu season. Yes. Um, and the words I can't pronounce as I'm, well. <laughs> there you go. You end up with there we go. And until next time, let's, let's discover together. together. We hope you've enjoyed this journey of exploration and learning as much as we have. Before you go, we have a special request for you, our beloved discoverers. We'd be thrilled if you could show your support in a few easy steps. Step one, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to ring that notification bell so you never miss a moment of discovery. Step two, if you're listening via Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to rate and review our show. Your feedback means the world to us and helps others discover our podcast too. Step three, whether you're on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast platform, please share the Discovery Doc podcast with your friends, family, and social networks. It's the best way to spread the joy of discovery. And finally, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at the Discovery Doc. Stay connected with us for updates, behind the scenes content, and so much more. Plus, for exclusive content and additional resources, be sure to check out our website at www.thediscoverydoc.com. And while you're there, if you have a burning question or a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show, simply let us know. Thank you, Discoverers, for being part of our incredible journey. Until next time, let's discover together. The content provided in this podcast provides general information and discussions on various topics related to health, wellness, and medical advancements. However, it is essential to understand that the content provided in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The hosts, guests, and contributors are individuals sharing their personal experiences, opinions, and knowledge in their respective fields. 
While they strive to provide accurate, up-to-date information, medical knowledge is constantly evolving and the information presented in this podcast may not always reflect the most current research and medical guidelines. It is crucial to consult with a qualified healthcare professional or medical expert for specific medical concerns. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking medical treatment based on the information presented in this podcast. The Discovery Doc Podcast encourages listeners to use their own judgment and discretion while implementing any suggestions, recommendations, or lifestyle changes discussed in this episode. Each individual's medical situation is unique and may work for one, may not be suitable or safe for another. The podcast hosts, guests, and contributors are not liable for any direct, indirect, consequential, or incidental damages or harm that may arise from listening or acting upon the information provided in this podcast. Listeners are responsible for their own health decisions and should exercise caution and seek professional guidance when necessary. By listening to this podcast, you acknowledge that you have read, understood, and agreed to this medical disclaimer. If you have any questions or concerns about this medical disclaimer, please consult a qualified healthcare professional.